Recorded live at IPW in Orlando, Florida, this is Brand USA Talks Travel. At IPW, travel executives from over 70 countries have come to reunite and rebuild the global travel industry. We brought this podcast to IPW so you can catch up with the trending topics. Here's your host, Mark Lapidus. Favorite place to go boating in the greater Washington area? Certainly the Chesapeake Bay. It's the premier geographic area of the East Coast. Great estuary, great wildlife. We've got the sailboating capital of America in Annapolis. So yeah, it'd have to be the Chesapeake Bay. Scott Ballio is the executive director of Capital Region USA, also known as CRUSA, which consists of D.C., Virginia, and Maryland. You notice I said Maryland a certain way because I'm from Arlington, Virginia, you know, and so we have that accent. Right, for sure. (laughs) Always point that out to people. With over 20 years of communications and marketing experience in destination marketing, this has provided Scott with the platform and resources to support his stakeholders and destinations within Maryland, D.C., and Virginia, sharing those unique stories globally. Scott, welcome to the podcast here at IPW. Thank you, Mark. It's great to be here. So what have you been seeing here the last couple of days? The first thing that's pretty obvious is just a renewed energy. I think for anybody that was at IPW in Las Vegas last fall, I mean, that was a good show too. And, you know, it was the first time that we came back together in person as an industry. But I think what we're seeing here in Orlando is just a renewed enthusiasm, greater numbers. We're talking new product. We're talking new itineraries within the capital region and just an enthusiasm both from the tour operators and from the media. Any themes that you've heard that stick out? Yeah, you know, for us, we're seeing... real interest in train travel, and that probably has a little bit to do with cost of gas or availability of rental cars and things like that. But the capital region is a great place to see by train. You can get through almost the entire region on Amtrak. Certainly when you're in D.C., getting around on the metro is very easy and in and around Virginia and Maryland. Multi-generational travel. We're hearing of grandparents and parents and kids all traveling together. And, And certainly we're still hearing a lot about wide open spaces, Shenandoah National Park, the beaches, some of the wilderness areas that we have. And, you know, maybe an over statement of people going away from urban areas because we're seeing a tremendous amount of interest in D.C., Baltimore, Richmond. It's still a nice mix. So let's back up a little bit and learn about CRUSA. How long ago was it formed? So CRUSA has been around since 1997. So this is actually our 25th anniversary. And it's a partnership. We're one of the smaller regional groups in the country. Washington, D.C., Maryland, and Virginia working together. And we've got a great supporter in the Metropolitan Washington Airports Authority, who uh, obviously the gateway to the region, and they support us a great deal as well. Tell me what it covers. Is it literally all of the states? Like when we say Maryland, we say... It is. We are talking everything from Western Maryland and Southwest. Western Virginia over to the Atlantic coast, all up the Appalachians through our cities and everything in between. People may not understand just how big some of these states are. I mean, as an example, I live in Virginia and it can take almost eight hours to drive from one end of it to the other. Yeah. If you're going all the way down to that Southwest corner, maybe you're going down to Bristol, the home of country music. And especially if you're leaving from Northeast Maryland, you're right. It absolutely can take eight to 10 hours. So do you work on the commonalities that each of these locations have together? Or do you work on the differences? You know a little bit of both. We've got great history, great recreation. So much of the birthplace of America is in our region, but they have unique things too, whether it's the crabs in Maryland and the oysters in Virginia, the Blue Ridge Parkway and Trail in Virginia. Certainly DC, I mean, we like to say there's only one nation's capital and we've got it. So that's very unique. And obviously it's a place where most visitors into the region, especially international, uh, start their trip in DC. And then we encourage them to get out and explore from there. 
So how do you work with the state DMOs that are in your territory? We have a board of directors with three directors from each state travel office, and we've got an annual investment from each one, and we put together a marketing and public relations plan that includes overseas rep offices, which a lot of places do, and our primary markets are UK, Germany, and France, and Europe, as well as China and India. And we've been on a little bit of a pause in China and India, like a lot of places have been, but we're still, you know, we're hoping that those markets will come back, and we're looking for future opportunities in Australia, New Zealand, South Korea, and other European destinations. The nice thing is, and perhaps it's because we are a little bit of a smaller region, is that the states work really well together. And after 25 years, they complement each other. They support each other. I think it's a real model partnership. Does Chrissy get involved with mice? We don't, actually. We focus primarily on leisure, but each of our partners does do mice. And Destination DC, they have an international mice division. Yeah, I've talked to Elliot about that on this very podcast. Right, yeah. They're very active in that space, and we support them where we can, but we do primarily look at FIT and group travel from the leisure market. So you mentioned your markets. How do you select them? You know, we look at a couple of different things. One is current visitation. So we measure those numbers every year, which obviously for moving forward, we're going to look at those 2019 numbers as kind of our benchmark. And we also look at flight support. You know, that's big. Where are the flights coming into? Primarily, most of those flights are coming into Dulles in Northern Virginia, but we do have a couple of flights into BWI in Baltimore as well. So we've got nice lift into the region, but visitation and airlift, those are really the two primary metrics. Do you promote the state parks? We do. And in fact, one of the projects that we had during COVID was we developed a new RV itinerary. A lot of people, when they think RVs, they think Western U.S., but we've got great state parks. I know I've stayed in the... Right, as I was going to say, I don't have to tell you that. And whether it's because of COVID or just the fact that they're great resources, we feel a lot of potential there in promoting the state parks. Do you find that international tourists are interested in that? Yes, they are. You know, and I think especially for international tourists, probably the one challenge they're having right now is we've got a lot of domestic visitation at the state parks. That does affect some things, whether it's attractions or room availability at certain times. But, you know, we've got great natural areas. And I think the nice thing about the capital region is that everything is pretty accessible. You can be in D.C., but within an hour or two, you can you can be out into some of those areas. And I think that might surprise some people. So my notes here tell me to ask you about the travel exchange. What is that? Very appropriate that we're at IPW. The Global Travel Exchange is going to be a new business to business marketplace that we are starting. And obviously, a lot of marketplaces, Discover New England has one, Florida Huddle, Travel South has one. And so we're kind of last to the marketplace game, but we just feel that there was a, an opening there to bring in tour operators and U.S.-based receptives to meet with our DMOs, our hotels and attractions one-on-one. First one's going to be October 10th through 12th of this year in D.C. with pre-FAM and post-FAM tours in Virginia and Maryland, and then we'll rotate it each year on a three-year rotating basis. But yeah, we're very excited about it. Brand USA has been very supportive and has lent their expertise having their Travel Week Europe that they've recently started. We think it's going to be a great event. Looking forward to bringing the tour operators in because I think, as everyone knows, there's really no better way to sell a place than to bring people into your state, into your region, into your cities, and let them experience everything firsthand. And it's so great seeing people in person. Absolutely, yeah. You know, Zoom calls were great, and I think they got us through some tough times, but there is no substitute. Well, what's funny is that sometimes I'm meeting people now that I think that I've met before, and I haven't. I've only seen them on Zoom. Right. I've made the joke that you're used to seeing people from kind of the shoulders (laughs) up, and I was like, oh yeah, okay, all right, I think I do know you. You have Megafam's bookending your event. 
That's impressive. How did you get such high participation? What's the importance of doing such yeah, a thing? The yeah, the FAMs are pretty critical, and it's a big ask of the operators to come in. We're asking them to do either a pre or a post FAM. You know, that is a requirement that we're making. One thing that we think is going to help with this event is that we're covering their airfare. We know that for operators, especially coming out of COVID's limited budgets, so we hope that that's a help. And the fact that it's a first time event, and, you know, it's an attractive region. We're coming off of the five year anniversary of IPW being in DC, so it's a great time to get people back into D.C., back into Virginia and Maryland to uh, learn about everything new because there was a lot of growth even during COVID times. Do you ever hear from other DMOs that are thinking about forming a regional group? You know, sometimes, but one thing I do have is a great relationship with three other active DMOs, the Discover New England, Travel South, and Great America West. And we speak pretty regularly. And we get together at Esto just to swap ideas and talk about what's working. Travel South has, I think, 12 states. So that's a much different dynamic, say, than for someone like me, who only has three. But great resources, great directors in each of those places as well. And I always feel fortunate to brainstorm with them and learn from them. What have you learned? Actually, sometimes I'm fortunate to be a little smaller. Sometimes decision-making is easier, but just that everything's a partnership and everything's a compromise and that there's ways that we can even work together because we know that the international traveler doesn't see boundaries. We know that we get people that come down from New England, that come down from New York, that are on their way to the Carolinas or Tennessee. And so we want to be a good neighbor and help where we can. And I know I have that relationship with the directors in those regional partnerships as well. Much continued success, Scott. Oh, well, thank you, Mark. Appreciate the opportunity and same to you. If you enjoyed this live from IPW podcast, please leave us a review and subscribe to Brand USA Talks Travel. We have so many industry leaders to speak with here at IPW that we'll be pushing out many consecutive episodes with new guests. We hope you'll binge listen when you have time. I'm Mark Lapidus. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to ask a question or make a comment, email us at podcast at thebrandusa.com or call 202-793-6256. Our producer is Asher Mirovich, who also writes and performs all music and sound. Engineering by Brian Watkins. Be sure and let your friends in the travel industry know about this podcast.